Everyone, before we begin today's show, I would just like to say a couple of words. As you're going to see, we are talking today about two studies that are being done in the gastrointestinal field. Uh, one is called the PRODUCE study, and the other one is called Dine CD. And you'll hear about these in a wonderful interview with Dr. David Suskind. In these studies, they are looking at foods that are not SCD legal. And I just want to make it very clear at the onset that the reason for this show today is to present an unbiased interview about newsworthy studies that's important for people in our community to know about, but it's not an endorsement of not eating SCD religiously. In other words, it's not to say that, oh, since they've done these studies and they've tried this and they've tried that, that now it's fine just to go and start eating foods that aren't on the SCD. Now, maybe for you, that is something that does work. Everyone is different. I would just like to take a moment and talk a little bit about my personal story without going into too much detail. I have a lot of gastrointestinal issues. I am very acutely gluten intolerant. I have Sjogren's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder. Actually, now it's classified as a disease. I also have other problems with my thyroid, Renaud's, crazy digestive issues, crazy bowel issues. And it's something that I've suffered with for a very long time. Before I received my diagnosis of being gluten intolerant, I had gotten so sick that I could barely walk. The only shoes that I could wear were Crocs. I remember working all day, every day, wondering how I was going to get through the day. I was in acute pain, a lot of neuropathy, a lot of brain fog, tons of stuff going on with me, uh, many changes of underwear throughout the day. I had to know where every bathroom was before I would go anywhere. Now, once I was diagnosed with gluten intolerance, I went on, and I still continue to be on a very, very, very strict gluten-free diet. Of course, with the SCD, that's easy because gluten is not allowed on the diet. And I've got to tell you, I felt so much better, and very quickly, I was able to wear regular shoes for the first time in years. I was able to go through the day without being in serious chronic pain. And it was like I had a whole new lease on life, but I was still really sick and I didn't realize it. It's kind of like, it's kind of a cliche to say this, but it's kind of like when you're banging your head against a wall and you stop, well, now you've got a headache, but by gosh, it feels so good because you're not banging your head against the wall anymore. That's kind of where I was at. It was the first step in my learning how to get better. My point here being that any food adjustments in the right direction will help a person feel better very often, as was the case with me. Well, then I realized I needed more help. Um, I was going through a lot of bacterial overgrowth problems and, oh, Tons of, tons of gastro issues. So I eliminated processed foods from my diet. Once again, felt so much better. 
Then eventually I learned that I needed something even deeper. So I went into protocols that are supposed to help heal your gut. There were a number of different protocols I tried. I remember GAPS was one of them, which works great for some people. It just didn't work for me. And it wasn't until I landed on the specific carbohydrate diet that I really found what my body needed and wanted. Now, I personally am not an advocate of eating foods that are illegal on the specific carbohydrate diet. For me, that doesn't mean that other people can't do it. I just know for me and for a lot of other people, if I stray, and believe me, I have, I'm not perfect. If I stray, at first, it kind of feels like I might be getting away with it. You know, maybe I'll have some rice or some gluten-free tortilla chips or something like that. But sooner or later, it catches up with me. I start to get an inflammatory response. Bowel issues become more of a challenge than they normally are. And a whole myriad of other symptoms will start to reappear. I go back on the specific carbohydrate diet. I follow it religiously and I do well. So what you're going to hear today is a lot of talk about how eating really good healthy foods can help people feel better. Whether or not that is what you need, it's up to you. But for me, right now, and maybe this will change as time goes along, sticking to the specific carbohydrate diet is what I do and what I am so appreciative of every day. That said, I hope that you enjoy this interview. I know I loved interviewing Dr. Suskind. He's just such a delightful person. And if you have any questions, I hope that you will, or comments, I hope that you will reach out and write to me. You can reach me at Bernstein at scdforme.com. That's S-C-D-F-O-R-M-E dot com. Thanks a lot. Welcome to the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If something has been eating at you or eating at your gut, then I have good news for you. The Specific Carbohydrate Diet, also known as the SCD, has helped countless people with a wide variety of health issues improve their quality of life. It's also a great way to eat if you just want to go grain-free or stay away from processed foods. Here, you'll find interviews with SCD experts as well as everyday people who actively follow the program, and you'll get tips to help you enjoy living the SCD, including resources, recipes, and more. I'm your host, Lee Bernstein. I live with gut issues. I live with autoimmune issues. And after trying many nutrition protocols, I found that the SCD is what works for me. If that's the same for you, or if you're looking to find out if it is, then let's enjoy living SCD together. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Nothing on this show is ever medical advice. I'm just someone who's thankful that the specific carbohydrate diet works. I'm thankful that it's given me my life back, and I'm especially thankful and excited about being here with you today. So if you're ready, let's begin. Let's begin. 
Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to welcome back Dr. David Suskind. As many of you already know, Dr. Suskind is a professor of pediatrics at the University of Washington School of Medicine and physician lead of Improve Care Now, which is a collaborative of over 100 pediatric IBD centers worldwide at Seattle Children's Hospital. He's an expert in intestinal diseases, and he's focused much of his energy on clinical care and inflammatory bowel disease research. He is studying the fecal microbiome's effect in IBD, focusing on dietary therapy in inflammatory bowel disease. The IBD Center at Seattle Children's Hospital is one of the first academic centers to fully incorporate IBD dietary treatment. In addition to Dr. Suskind's research in dietary treatments for IBD, he has chaired the Nutrition Committee. He's been a member of the Medical Executive Committee at Seattle Children's Hospital. He believes in patient and family empowerment through medical education. In 2019, Dr. Suskind received the Catalyst for IBD Research Award from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. This was for his work researching the effect of diet in IBD. Today, Dr. Suskind returns to the show to discuss the latest diet research in the Produce Study and Dine CD, including how it compares to the specific carbohydrate diet. Let's begin. Dr. Suskind, it's a pleasure to have you back again with us. I know a lot of people are going to enjoy hearing everything that you have to say today. I want to remind everyone that back in August of uh, 2020, Dr. Suskind appeared on episode six. If you have not heard that yet, please make sure that you take the time to listen to it. It's a wealth of information. And in it, he talks about some ongoing research that's being done with the specific carbohydrate diet right now. Uh, Dr. Suskind, I'd love to begin. If you could share anything that you can about that research to date, what's going on with that? I don't know. Well, uh, Lee, thank you so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure to, to be here uh, and to talk uh, nutrition and diet uh, and IBD. Um, no, there, there's a lot of really uh, interesting research being pushed forward uh, and in many different directions. Um, there have been uh, both pediatric uh, and adult multicenter studies now on SCD. And although they are not published, they've been presented at the Crohn's and Colitis Congress, which is the uh, Crohn's and uh, Colitis Foundation's uh uh, annual um, meeting. And the the data is showing us that diet does matter. And that's what uh, is important. Uh, and it's important to continue kind of that, that uh, push forward uh, with uh, the research to kind of help uh, patients who have IBD uh, improve. Um, the two studies that have been done, uh, one is called the produce study. And that's a Pediatric multicenter study uh, done uh, uh, with us and Cincinnati uh, Children's and uh, 21 other centers. Uh, the other study is called Dine CD, and that was a, a study uh, led by uh, the University of Pennsylvania uh, and 50 other centers. So, uh, just the fact that we have so many institutions, so many um, um, 
providers who are interested in studying the effects of nutrition is a, is a major uh, breakthrough in and of itself. Uh, the produce study uh, is, uh, was a very interesting study. And again, the um, preliminary results uh, have been um, presented at the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, the study looked at um, children with active Crohn's disease and active ulcerative colitis um, and had them go on to either the SCD or a modified version of the SCD. And this is a very interesting study because this study uh, was uh, something called an N of one trial where the individuals, the, the patients themselves, uh, went from one diet to another diet, back to the other diet, and back to the uh, initial diet. So they there was um, four different periods uh, of dietary trial, and each one of these periods uh, was eight weeks long. So the entire study was uh, 34 weeks, so a very long study for a dietary uh, intervention. And what we wanted to do with the study was to see uh, the effects of different dietary interventions um, on individuals who had uh, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Uh, and prior to changing their diet, we kind of followed them on their regular diet for about two weeks. Uh, and that allowed us to kind of get a baseline of how somebody was doing on the, the regular foods they ate. And what we found uh, was quite interesting. Um, we found that individuals on the SCD, as well as the modified SCD, and I should uh, explain the modified SCD was SCD with oats, rice, um, maple syrup, and um, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, and uh, cocoa. Uh, and the reason we picked these are that uh, in our studies or in our clinical practice uh, here at Seattle Children's, we've been able to add some of these foods in uh, to individuals' uh, diets and, and have seen them do well. And we do it in a very controlled manner here at uh, Seattle Children's. Uh, and so we look to see how uh, individuals did on each of the diets. So each individual, again, uh, was on the SCD at a period of time, as well as the modified SCD. Uh, and what we found was that uh, going on either of these diets made individuals feel better. So uh, for those people who were able to maintain for the entire uh, 34 weeks, um, the people who uh, finished the entire study actually did better or on both diets. And clinically, they seem to do the same, uh, which is a really important finding. Uh, the other um, aspect of this is that um, the inflammatory burden, as measured by a test called the stool calprotectin, the inflammatory burden um, for uh, people on the SCD uh, or when they were on the MSCD seemed to come down equally. So they uh, seemed to have 
very similar uh, improvements for both groups. So what the study um, says to me is that one diet absolutely matters, right? Um, because here we had um, patients who had active disease only change their diet. And again, um, for those who are able to maintain, um, had uh, significant improvement clinically as well as their labs. Um, and that uh, the SCD and the MSCD seem to work equally. Now, there will be lots of discussion about that because just because in a study diet, one diet seems to work equally as well as another, it doesn't always mean that that is going to work for everybody. Uh, and so it hasn't really changed my clinical practice uh, as um, as of yet, because uh, right now, um, you know, when somebody comes to us and says, I want to do uh, dietary therapy, um, we still start with the SCD. So we don't just say, oh, well, we've got this one study that showed people doing equally as uh, well on both diets uh, and improvement on the calprotectin. Um, let's just shift it all to the modified. But it does tell me that one, we, we need more research, and that, that'll be a common theme of what I always say. I think we need so much more research in the world of dietary intervention. Um, but it does say that there uh, can be uh, the possibility of uh, liberalizing the diet uh, for individuals in, an, again, a, a stepwise manner. One of the things that the study didn't do, and a very important component of the PRODUCE study, is the study didn't uh, look at mucosal healing. So with both ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, it's not only important to feel better uh, and to have improvement and normalization in your labs, but it's also extremely important to uh, have mucosal healing. And that's a study that we really need to do as well. And, and we weren't able to do that with this study, but uh, hopefully future studies will tell us that. Um, inflammatory markers, That's so that's no indication of mucosal healing. Usually, though, if a person has lower inflammatory markers, is there a general assumption that it might also mean that mucosal healing is happening? It's, it's a great question. And, and the answer is... Um, uh, yes and no. Uh, so with normalization of the inflammatory markers and stool calprotectin, um, it definitely is uh, associated with mucosal healing, but it doesn't um, always um, mean that you do have mucosal healing. So there are times where people have completely normal markers, are feeling great, but um, but when you do an endoscopy or a colonoscopy, you see active disease. And that's why one of the things that uh, our practice does, as well as um, most uh, GI practices, will uh, repeat an endoscopy and a colonoscopy, you know, um, down the road, um, whether you start medication therapy or dietary therapy, but they'll will often recommend repeating a scope down the road just to assure that there is mucosal healing. Is that the only way that you can tell for sure that mucosal healing is happening is with a scope? At this point, that's the best way. 
Um, there are, um, one could do, let's say, a, like a capsule endoscopy where you uh, swallow a pill and it takes pictures throughout the GI tract. Uh, but that doesn't, uh, that will give you a picture, but doesn't always give you the, the histology uh, to see if there is uh, truly mucosal healing. So, so at this stage, the best test we have to say, oh, the disease is, is in complete biochemical um, remission is by doing an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. Just a couple of follow-up questions about the foods. Um, the oats, rice, maple syrup, sweet potatoes, cocoa. Being that I'm highly gluten intolerant, I'm always very cognizant of having to make sure that anything that I purchase is hopefully certified gluten-free. For example, nuts are SCD legal. legal. I do okay with nuts, but I make sure that I purchase my nuts from a company that sells certified gluten-free because gluten is such a no-no on SCD. Do you know if those foods that were added, if they, they were, if they also made sure that they were absolutely 20 parts per million and hopefully even less, like 10 parts per million or less? Yeah. Well, the underlying answer is going to be no, because everybody did their own diet. Uh, We had no control over what people uh, purchased uh, and didn't purchase. Uh, With that being said, we did a lot of education with uh, uh, patients and families, and, and we you know, emphasize the importance of, um, of, of getting, you know, uh, certified foods uh, when they were on the MSCD. Uh, but we couldn't, we, it's uh, impossible for us to say that uh, everybody did that uh, uh, within the study. Well, I'm glad to hear, though, that that was addressed, that people were encouraged to go and find those types of foods, this, like the certified gluten-free oats instead of just regular over-the-counter oats. So hopefully, and it look, it sounds like, you know, from what you said, people did well. So hopefully they were making responsible decisions. Thank you so much. Anything else that you wanted to add about the produce study? Um, I, I would say that uh, there was, it, one of the, the great things about the study as well were the, the, um, physicians and the collaborators involved in the study. Uh, It it takes a lot to push a a study forward uh, and to have uh, such amazing collaborators uh, was uh, fantastic. And I think all of us were uh, very encouraged with the results uh, that we saw. uh, And this will hopefully continue to push forward uh, the research uh, in um, SCD and uh, in pediatric IBD. Um, the DINE CD study is the uh, adult um, uh, SCD study. And this study was a little bit different uh, in that uh, individuals who uh, started uh, the SCD were, again, over 18 years of age, uh, and it focused uh, only on Crohn's disease and uh, not on uh, ulcerative colitis. This study was uh, a 12-week study uh, where individuals who had active uh, Crohn's disease uh, could initiate uh, the SCD or 
uh, initiate uh, the Mediterranean diet. Uh, and uh, individuals were given food for the first six weeks to make it easier to, to accomplish uh, the diet. Uh, and then from six weeks to 12 weeks, uh, they were encouraged to uh, do the diet uh, on their own. The overall results of the study um, were uh, in some ways positive, meaning that it showed that individuals who went on to the SCD or the Mediterranean diet uh, did uh, equally as well clinically. So it showed that people who um, uh, people on these diet felt a lot better. And that's actually a really important concept uh, because uh, gastroenterologists for many years have been saying, okay, if you're flaring, do a low residual diet. Do a diet that doesn't have a lot of fruits or vegetables in it because that's going to make you feel worse. Um, this study actually uh, kind of breaks that, uh, that viewpoint saying that, you know, maybe eating a whole foods diet, uh, whether it's SCD or the Mediterranean, will actually make you feel better. So about 40% of individuals um, uh, in both groups uh, uh, felt uh, better or went into clinical remission based on uh, their symptoms. For people, you before you continue, yeah, mm -hmm. for people that are not familiar with the Mediterranean diet, tell us a little bit about what's different from the Mediterranean diet from the specific carbohydrate diet. So while, you know, the SCD removes grains, which is a, a central component uh, of the SCD, the Mediterranean does not. Uh, the Mediterranean uh, focuses on whole foods, uh, and it's called Mediterranean, as you would guess, because it's a, a diet that uh, is not uncommon or was not uncommon uh, in that region of the world. Um, and it focuses on whole foods. Um, uh, also, um, uh, uh, fruits, vegetables, meats, uh, so in some ways similar to the SCD, um, but again, allows for grains. Okay. Uh, potatoes, white potatoes, are they allowed on Mediterranean? Yes, they're, they're, yes they, they, are. they are allowed. So basically, if it is a whole food, if it comes from a mother or the ground, it's probably yeah. allowed. All yeah. right. Okay. I, which, which again is is much is significantly different from you know a average American diet, which focuses a lot on um, processed foods and sugars and uh, things that have additives in it. So, so again, it is a it's a major shift for many people uh, to do a Mediterranean diet, um, um, and there are definitely uh, health benefits to a Mediterranean diet uh, outside of the world of uh, IBD, um, and uh, it's, uh, it's felt to be a heart-healthy diet as well. Um, with that being said, uh, this study, you know, wanted to kind of compare the two, and, and it was a double-blind randomized study, meaning that the patients didn't know what diet they were given, although I'm guessing they could guess, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and the practitioners didn't uh, either. And they, they were given food, again, for the first six weeks and then were told to kind of continue the diet that they were on uh, thereafter. Uh, 
And so we saw with that study clinical improvement in both groups, which again is uh, important. Uh, The study did not show improvement in uh, inflammatory burden as measured by um, uh, blood work and stool calprotectin uh, overall. Uh, And there are possible different explanations for that. Um, But uh, overall, it saw clinical improvement, but not necessarily a laboratory improvement uh, in the adult world. Um, and and that again, was with both, that was with both those. That, that was with both the Mediterranean, as well as um, as well as the SCD. Uh, so some may hear that and you know not necessarily be uh, happy with those responses, especially if somebody has been on the diet and doing very well. And I've definitely met many in the adult world on the diet and have done extremely well from not only a physical standpoint, but also laboratory, scopes, imaging. So so just because the study says it doesn't appear uh, isn't meaning it's uh, a bad study. Actually, I think in some ways it's actually a good study because it kind of further opens up further research and further uh, possibility. You know, a study tells you what happens in a population. It doesn't tell you what happens with uh, an individual. And one of the the take-homes from uh, the study that um, um, the lead uh, researcher in the study said is, you know, given the fact that individuals on both diets did well um, and felt better, um, it wouldn't be inappropriate for people um, with mild to moderate uh, disease to consider um, doing a trial if they wanted uh, of the diets. So again, opening up the possibility uh, to consider these diets uh, as a potential treatment, um, given the fact that patients did well on the study. So not necessarily the results we were looking for, per se, as as researchers in this world, and maybe as as uh, patients um, themselves, but important information and also uh, telling us that, yes, even though the results didn't give us the answers we were expecting, uh, it did open the door mm-hmm. to further research and also further use within the uh, clinical world. And it's wonderful to know that the medical community is supporting these types of studies, like you said. Uh, you, in the produce study, you said there were 21 different medical facilities that were involved. Is that correct? And then in this one, there was 50 or around yeah. 50. So yeah. that's very positive, too. And then hearing about this and wanting to learn more. Now, did you say that the entire study was six for the... Um, for the Dine CD, the entire study was six weeks, or that it was six weeks of one diet and six weeks of the other. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, it, it was twelve weeks the entire study, but the okay. first six weeks, um, uh, food was delivered to the um, uh, to the individuals. So they were were given um, either an SCD um, uh, diet or a Mediterranean diet. And those that were on the SCD, they stayed on the SCD the entire time? 
And they they maintained the SCD the entire time, yes. Okay, so it wasn't as though they had started out doing SCD and then they were asked to switch to the Mediterranean diet, that it was whatever that, whoever that person was, they followed that one diet the entire way. Exactly. Okay, exactly. got you. So what type of additional um, research do you think this is going to open? What things do you think they're going to be testing next, either with produce or with... Um, Dine CD. Yeah, I, so I, I can tell you that with both of these studies, it really has uh, uh, triggered a lot of excitement and a lot of um, interest in further examining uh, the uh, effects of diet. Um, from our standpoint, uh, we've already moved on to a study called the Land Ho. Uh, which is a longitudinal assessment of nutrition in disease health outcomes. Uh, it's a it's a mouthful, but uh, uh, this study is a longitudinal study um, that is occurring over um, about six years. Uh, and what we're doing for this study is enrolling um, all of uh, our patients uh, that are interested. Um, who are clinically actually doing pediatric? Health. Pediatric. Uh, this is primarily pediatrics, or this is uh, from uh, three to twenty-one. Uh, and what we're doing is we're seeing um, how people are doing, how patients are doing over long term. Uh, and during that period, we are collecting nutritional information uh, from uh, the patient, um, what they're eating, uh, what they're drinking. Um, and at the same time, we're measuring uh, their microbiome, uh, other um, laboratory indicators of uh, disease uh, to see uh, how diet will affect people uh, over the long term uh, and uh, how it affects uh, remission rates. Um, and so we're looking at this for people who are doing uh, SCD um, or modified SCD by itself, but also individuals who are on medication therapy. Uh, because while SCD is um, extremely important and, uh, and important to kind of um, support, uh, we also want to make sure that we are supporting uh, individuals on you know medications uh, do well uh, over the long term, and if modifying their diet at the same time will make sure that they do well. Um, that's that's key. That's central. Uh, so so this is a very large study. Uh, we're hoping uh, to enroll um, over um, 500 patients and wow. see them. Uh, how they do uh, over a long period. Um, uh, in terms of other studies uh, out there, um, many people are wanting to see uh, uh, how diet works um, in the adult world in conjunction with um, other medications to see if that can boost uh, outcomes. Um, and there is actually a uh, group in Israel who's studying uh, another 
dietary intervention called the CDED or the Crohn's disease exclusionary diet. So tell us um, about that. Uh, it, it's it's actually a um, uh, an area of research that we've known to be quite effective in uh, Crohn's disease for a very long time. So in Crohn's disease, uh, there is a dietary intervention called exclusive ventral nutrition. And in this, uh, individuals will drink a formula, um, age appropriate, um, for about eight weeks time. And one of the most interesting things is it, about is it the, is, that, is the entire time liquid only? Is it the formula it, only? It's, it's just the formula. Yeah, it's just the formula for about eight weeks. Um, and what's really interesting about doing EEN or exclusive ventral nutrition is that we know uh, from uh, really good studies that it is quite effective. It's actually equally effective as uh, steroids. Um, but um, without the side effects of steroids. Uh, in addition, uh, it improves growth and nutrition in pediatric uh, Crohn's disease better than steroids, but most importantly, it actually um, heals the lining of the GI tract better mm. than steroids. And that's been wow. shown- Better than steroids. Wow. Better than steroids, <clears throat> significantly better than steroids. Um, and so, um, uh, the researchers, um, in Israel, uh, what they did was they took EEN or the, the formula and they combined it with a exclusion diet, uh, similar to SCD, uh, and they combined them together to see how, uh, individuals, uh, did and, uh, it actually um, uh, was better tolerated than uh, exclusive enteral nutrition. You can imagine it is difficult for anyone uh, to just drink formula for an eight-week period. Um, so it uh, did. It was much better tolerated than just doing the formula by itself. Wow, um, and improved. Uh, patient symptoms uh, equal to the EEN, um, to just the formula by itself, and also uh, improve the inflammatory burden uh, as measured by uh, C-reactive protein and calprotectin. Uh, so the, uh, again, different researchers are looking at the question of diet in, in different ways, but I think it pushes the um, overall understanding of uh, diet in IBD uh, further, even if they're not doing SCD specific. That's fascinating. Uh, a quick question. Mm -hmm. um, so someone is doing, you said it's EEN, correct? Someone is doing EEN and they're also eating foods on the specific carbohydrate diet and they are doing extremely well. Is the need for EEN still there and why? Can they just oh, do SCD? Okay, that's a that's a great question. So one of the interesting things about uh, the study that um, uh, the Israeli group is doing is that uh, they they also looked at um, when individuals uh, went uh, off of the CDED and just ate regular uh, foods with the formula. So they, they kind of looked at 
two groups pushing forward after they had gotten in remission. One group was on the formula and the CDED or the Crohn's disease exclusionary diet. The other group were, was on the formula, but a regular diet. And as you can imagine, the people in the regular diet, their, um, their inflammatory markers went back up, symptoms went back up, which tells us, you know, it probably wasn't the formula that um, was making them do well. It, it was the foods that they were eating, they either an exclusionary diet versus a regular diet. Uh, again, pushing forth the importance of overall foods that we're eating in terms of decreasing the inflammatory burden. Um, with that being said, I am a big supporter of EEN in pediatric IBD because it does really work. It just is not something that I would continue long term. Um, I would most likely transition uh, uh, an individual to the SCD if they wanted to continue on dietary therapy. So especially with the kids that you treat, just doing SCD from the get-go is not, is not in your mind, as effective as using EEN. What does EEN give in addition to what SCD gives? What's well, in it? So, so and that's only I, available what, what by I, prescription, right? What I will right? say is that Everybody is different. So I, I can't ever make a blanket statement. Sure, sure. I would always do this or I'd always do that because everybody is different and everybody's needs and requirements are different. The reason I like uh, exclusive enteral nutrition in pediatric uh, IBD is that it really kind of uh, jumpstarts the process. And we know that it can heal the uh, mucosa um, extremely well uh, in pediatric IBD. Uh, and so uh, I do like uh, doing EEN uh, and then transitioning to the SCD for many uh, pediatric Crohn's disease patients uh, because it jumpstarts the process. Uh, it also um, improves uh, overall nutrition uh, better than the SCD initially because while the initial SCD is more exclusionary. Um, the EEN, you're getting a, a full amount of calories. Uh, and so that, yeah. that is especially important for the, the growing child um, who we want to get as much um, uh, calories to help the, uh, the growth process. Yes. And also we know it works, right? We know it works from... Uh, uh, many, many studies, uh, and we know it, it heals. So, so that's kind of why I like beginning with EEN for a lot of our Crohn's disease patients and then transitioning to the SCD versus just starting with the SCD sometimes. Very good. Yeah, and all the nutrition is such an important aspect of it. Now, just so people know, I am correct that EEN is available only through a physician. It's not something that someone can decide they want to try on their own. Uh, so, yes, I mean, it is formula. Um, usually uh, having a physician guide, but also uh, more importantly, sometimes a, a dietitian to assure that uh, an individual is taking enough of the formula in uh, to, to thrive. So, so usually, again, it should be always a, a team approach um, uh, when we do nutritional intervention for, for 
individuals. I would think for families too, putting a child on EEN eliminates the, what's this child going to eat today? What do I have to think about? How am I going to make it work? And it gives them some time to kind of study. If they are going to look into doing SED, it gives them some time to look into that. So it's not all overwhelming in the beginning. I think it's just kind of a nice side note that might go yeah. along with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I would definitely highlight that aspect. I mean, the, the fact that you know, when somebody gets a, a new diagnosis of, of IBD, there's a lot of stuff going on and trying to transition uh, one's diet, one's lifestyle um, um, without much time to prep uh, can be quite difficult. And so EEN, uh, as you stated, gives individuals time to to learn about uh SCD to learn about uh, dietary intervention uh, if that's what they want to do. Anything else to share on um, EEN and CDED? Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, I would say again, you know, probably the one of the more important points is that there are a lot of researchers around the world uh, who are looking at um, the impact of diet uh, on uh, IBD, uh, on the microbiome. Uh, and as we learn more, um, we'll hopefully be able to even uh, provide individualized diets for um, patients uh, because, again, everybody's a little bit different. Right. Uh, and everyone's microbiome is a complete, a complete world of their own. It's like a snowflake, right? It it is, it is, uh, and and just as beautiful as one. So I love it. Now, if somebody wanted to follow up on the um, studies that are being done by the Crohn's and Colitis Congress, I'm assuming that was all a private uh, session. None of that is available to see virtually. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I know that, so the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is open to everybody, so open to uh, physicians, researchers, patients, patient advocates. Uh, it is uh, it is actually a, uh, you know, very large patient advocacy uh, program. Um, it is uh, online. Um, uh, I believe that you would have to have gone to the Congress to see it, uh, but it is actually online. Um, I'm just not sure if it's open to public. And the papers that are going to be coming out, the actual publication that can go into a lot more detail than I'm sure you're able to do today, about when do you think those might be released? Most likely uh, in April, May, uh, but it, uh, as with uh, research, uh, uh, it takes... Uh, a lot of time and effort uh, to to make sure the manuscript is right and uh, to get it uh, to the right journal. So, but hopefully uh, April May. Excellent. Gives us all a lot to think about and a lot to look forward to when it comes to seeing what comes out from all of these studies. I um, I just want to add that, of course, all this information that is here today 
it's always important that you talk to your doctor that before you decide to make any changes or any experimentation, do talk to your medical health provider and um, ask questions. I, I'm sure you would agree, Dr. Suskind. Oh, a thousandfold. Of course. You know, this time has gone by so fast. We talked before this session started that you have a meeting that is going to be starting in just a couple of minutes. So we're going to need to end it for today. But maybe in April or May when this study comes out, if you have anything additional you'd like to add or any other insights, things that you're able to talk about more, we would love to have you back on to hear more about that. And there's just a huge list of things that I would love to talk to you about Um the importance of community in SCD, mindfulness, you know, diet exercise. So I hope that you'll treat us to listening to you again in the near future. It would be my pleasure. Uh, I would love to come back. Great. We will see you soon. And thank you again for being with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scdforme.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scdforme.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical profession. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.